I hear you yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, see, sometimes the audio might go out. Whatever happens, I cut it off. Don't worry. I'm just going to send you the link. We back in, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was telling you that actually Mia is, she's living by her name. She's a, she's a sweetheart. And we've been actually calling our friendship uh, bullshit free friendship. <laughs> yeah. I know her since 2014 and we never had a fight. And that's rare for two chicks, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, so so oh don't tell me y'all be having drama over there over there on that side of the pond, do you? Oh well, we will give you drama. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that, Miss Lady. And and I gotta say, it's like um I just love the I just love your work. I love your pics. You. Um how long you been in the cam world? Uh since 2010. In October, I'll be I'll have eleven years. Good night. So 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 it's like so you you this so you've been doing this. You practically say you you're practically a, a legend in many ways. Am I? <laughs> I mean, you got a name. You're known. I just blushed. <laughs> yeah. Because see, the reason why I'm saying that, because even from talking to her, the way that y'all do things over there compared to here, it's more like professional, more organized to a certain extent. I know not not every camp house is like that, but it seemed like with yours it is, you know, period. And like I said, I mean, shoot from your pictures in the whole nine, it's like, look, 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 particles so we get to this, okay? Let me do my particulars real quick, all right? Yeah, yeah. Hello, yeah. everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the podcasting career. All you got to do is go to the Anchor app and download it or go to anchor.fm and set up a profile. You can monetize your episode. You can distribute it and all this for free. So go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app and start podcasting like myself. I'm your host, Kavanaugh. The sub champ, aka the porn rap star. Y'all know what it is. You can find my porn, my music, as well as my social media. All those links with one link. And I'm talking about all my links.com backslash porn rap star. Find me everywhere in one place. Also, we are sponsored by the Facebook of the LS community. LSworld.com. Go there today, get yourself a profile, and start your journey into um, the lifestyle community. And we're also a proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Network. I'm talking about multiple podcasts, giving you the black experience. And while you're there, you can get some shopping done as well, because you can buy products from 500 black retailers and sellers, black-owned people. So go to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses, build a black economy so we create additional wealth. Now I'm about to be quiet and let this international sexy redhead introduce herself. Oh my God! <laughs> Hi, I'm Roxanne Miller, and um, I, now I don't know what to say. See, I don't that introduction. That's the people. I got her over there cheesing. Her cheeks all red right now. You yeah, know, so well, I'm glad I could do that. I love making people smile. <laughs> yeah, you made me. I mean, um, I'm quite. Uh, a shy person mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, I, I am an exhibitionist, but um, I'm quite shy. It's weird, but <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it's diagnosable. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you don't seem shy to me on that camera. You seem very comfortable. And very well, yeah, because um, I actually, um, through this journey of being a cam girl, I um, learned a lot about myself, my sexuality, um, and about the self-love. Mm-hmm. And that's why. But um, other than that, I'm pretty shy. And honestly, all the pro-perverts that I've met <laughs> are shy. <laughs> yeah, actually, because you'd be surprised that the ones that get on camera and so great performers, they're like the most reserved and shy when they're around a lot of people. You know, period. Well, they... they Go ahead. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And basically, it's because we know how many kinks we have in our heads. And mm-hmm. perhaps we don't want to scare people away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can they be like, he's a freak. He's a freak. <laughs> Jesus. You just look. You know what I'm saying? But, but speaking about that, let's go to the beginning, shall we? How did you sure. get into becoming a cam girl? Well, uh, back in 2010, I was studying and um, I went to acting university. Mm-hmm. Um, the schedule there was crazy. One day I'd have 10 hours, the next day 12 hours, the, the next day four hours. So I needed a job that would allow me to um, have these crazy hours and also make some money. Mm-hmm. And uh, before... Um, Getting into classes, I went to um, plenty of TV shows. I've been in the pop, uh, public, you know, applauding and stuff like that, and extra mm-hmm. in in some shows. Okay. And um, after a month of being on sets a lot, mm-hmm. I realized I earned around a hundred and fifty dollars. And um, you know that's little everywhere yeah and um my cousin used to be a cam model and he was (laughs) (laughs) it was it was funny because he was like you know i'm gonna go online because the guys will ask me to marry them again (laughs) and Mm. i knew that um nobody touches you it's intimate and Mm -hmm. i always craved connection Mm-hmm. And I knew there is um slot side of me. Mm-hmm. I, I felt it. So I decided <laughs> to <laughs> to go to an interview and see if I like it. And 10, 11 years after that, I'm still here. Oh, God. So when you went to the interview, tell us about the interview. How did it go? What, what, what did you ask you questions? Did you have to get nude? Um uh, no, nothing like that. Uh, the interview was very professional. As in, mm. we talked. I had plenty of questions related to the job itself. And I had also a very low esteem. Uh, mm-hmm. I, used to be ch- I used to be chubby as a teenager as well. And um, in Romania, chubby people are mocked a lot. Okay. It's not in it's not in our culture to be curvy. You, you hear mm-hmm. all throughout all your childhood as a woman mm-hmm. that if you want to keep your men at home, you have to be skinny. 
Okay. And uh, that was a thing that I had to fight with. And before being 19, I lost around 50 pounds. And mm. I still had that low esteem of being a chubby teenager and didn't think that I can actually have a man. Didn't think that I can actually seduce somebody or make somebody horny for me. Mm-hmm. And those were some of the real questions because I was not sure that I would be hired knowing that for sex, you'd need to be a doll. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were like, no, it's nothing like that. And also, mm-hmm. I remember that I asked what to do when on period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they were like, yeah, you just stick the thread of the tampon inside and that's it. And I was like, okay, cool. Oh, so, 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 so y'all don't use what they call soft cups over there? Um, can you say that again? Y'all don't use soft cups. It's uh, they call them soft cups. What what they are? They like these. They come in this purple package, and they're like the period blood and holds it up there for eight oh, hours. You yeah, just got yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know them. I saw them. Um, uh, I know a few people who use them. I don't think I could. <laughs> they're not that comfortable as people might think because they because that plastic has no give. You um, know what I'm saying? Part. Not, yeah. not really. Squeeze. So. And I think but, I'd panic trying to squeeze it out. Oh, and also, yeah. And also, I'm sure I'd panic to see that volume of blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it'd be like, oh, my God. It, trust me, I had to help many girls get it out. And it wasn't the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh god. Oh yes. So that's like vampire party for real. <laughs> oh my god, yes, like straight hit the throat. He just gushing. It's oh god, he just he just completely drained. <laughs> so so in the um so you basically do you a cam girl, you also do content as well. Yeah. Um and what have and you work within a cam house. Um, I started. I started in a studio, yeah, back in 2010. In four months, okay. I was out of it into another one, a smaller one. Mm-hmm. And from that one, I was out in like five months, and I went to a third one for a year and a half. And mm-hmm. in that year and a half, actually, uh, Score Group um, reached out to me, mm-hmm. and that's that's when I. Um, posed for the first time with them and yes, I do remember after, that <laughs> and after that after that I became uh, an independent model for okay. eight years eight years mm-hmm. yeah and now I am owning my own studio in which I'm trying to do the things differently than mm-hmm. other studios this this studio of mine it's not made to make money for myself it's made to make money for the girls and also mm-hmm. to teach them skills that they can use in real life such as uh, doing a good makeup doing a good hair you know it's it cuts you costs when you do mm-hmm. things in real life like when you have to attend mm-hmm. a wedding or something mm-hmm. like that having those skills helps you and also i'm uh, teaching them a lot about their sexuality and about um how to be sexual without being 
cheap. Yeah, yeah. Because see, if I, when I look at your stuff, because this is why I wanted to ask you, what's the things that you learned from going from these different cam houses that you applied to your own cam house? Well, in the first in the first studio, the trainer was yelling at me to get naked in the first minute, and then guys in the first minute of the private show, and then the guys would be like, you know, can you dress up again because I want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And that's when I understood that actually people need connection, and that's why they come to the campsites. Yeah, yeah they can. Some of them do come just for a quick wank, but most of most of the people who come to the campsites need connection. Otherwise, they would go to watch a video and that's it. Mm -hmm. But the problem with, with the other studios is that they think of the models as being, you know, workers in a factory. Mm -hmm. And they don't value the the human side of it. The girls mm -hmm. need to to understand plenty of things about them. And I worked prior to having my own studio as a trainer in a studio and also mm -hmm. as a photographer for them. And I had to teach ladies who were fifty or fifty five how to be sexy, how to feel like a woman because they have been in broken relationships and they don't know how to actually act around the men. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that in most of the studios, they, they go on teaching the, the girls how to sell and mm -hmm. how to make the guy spend money. And that's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I I see it more on the human level. I don't think that people are ATMs and just that. Mm hmm. Mm. See, you know what I'm talking about? Because it's because be it that you being a cam girl, um, yeah. do you think you're giving that mentorship actually helps the game over there more? Because over here, really. Girls, it like put it this way, like with OnlyFans. Girls see other girls do OnlyFans, they jump on it. They don't necessarily go talk to somebody or get mentored. Over there, it seems like mentoring is a very big part of the game. Can you speak to that? Uh, yeah, it's it's a big part of the game because sexuality is in the brain. Mm -hmm. We need to know the process that's behind a fetish, for instance. We need to know what triggers something. I've been talking to a mistress that does real life um, sessions, and she told me that, for example, uh, small penis humiliation, it's one of the hardest fetishes to do in real life because you don't yeah. really know what can trigger in the in the sub who's there. Mm -hmm. Right. And you are. Yeah, he is a sub, but you are still a woman and a man. It's anyway stronger than you. Mm hmm. Um, we need to understand sexuality as part of our nature and also part of plenty of issues that come in our life because, mm. uh, and it's funny, a few days ago, a guy told me that, um, I've been brainwashed thinking that <laughs> our issues, <laughs> thinking that our issues come from, from, uh, repressed sexuality. 
and mm. I was like, dude, maybe I like too much Freud. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, because it's funny, like when I talk to females, like like when they was their first marriage, they have a sexual awakening. And people don't realize that sometimes you can be repressed because the marriage you're in, the relationship you're in, doesn't allow you to explore your sexual side because you're so afraid you're going to hurt that person's feelings. So well, when you become free, kind of sometimes opens you up, what have you. I was lucky from that point of view. Um, mm -hmm. But still, I still... You know, it's funny because some of the sexual awakenings happen with age. I mean, the things that yeah. I liked when, when I was 19, it's, it's not what I like now. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's fun to have sex outside, but it's more comfortable in a bed. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what people don't realize. And I want you to speak to that. When it comes to when y'all doing y'all solos, uh, or what have you, or the videos that you do. Because first of all, what, what all content do you do? What all type of content you do before I even move forward on that? Well, I do all sorts of content. I don't have, I, I had, for instance, a period of two years in which um, I went out from the postpartum depression and I had a lot of, not anger, but somehow a mean side of me woke up. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So I use that in a good sense as in I did um, for two years, I did BDSM on camera. And, okay. <laughs> you um, took out the frustrations. <laughs> yeah. But then I got even more frustrated because as a mistress, as a dominatrix, you don't get naked that fast. You don't masturbate unless unless it's worthy and stuff like that. And I'm a pleaser. I mean, yeah. if I know that humiliating you will turn you on, I'll humiliate the fuck out of you. Uh, and it will mm. turn me on. But if you're not into that, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I, I know I have the power to ruin a person, but I will not do it just for the sake of it. And um, making guys hit themselves and still be hard and stuff like that turned me on uh, a lot. Mm. And... After privates with, with the subs, I'd be like, uh, you know, I have to close the site because I, I really need to masturbate because <laughs> I'd, I'd have blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even women, even women got to get a release sometimes when they do surgery. Oh, go my God. Oh, my God. Well, that's the I, I mean, I think coming saved me from mm. being the slut of the town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm my libido is super high. Mm. So yeah, basically my content relates a lot to the breasts because they're mm. huge and yeah. why not use them? Very um, beautiful. Thank you. And then uh, because um, my language skills, I am able, and also with the, with the acting uh, background, I'm able yeah. to do role plays and the role plays go from taboo to uh, fucked up stories. I mean, last year I had a private in which I was Madame Bathory. Mm, okay. And mm. I was like, how fucked up am I 
to be turned on about being a serial killer. <laughs> You'd be surprised what turns you on when you play certain roles you play. I ain't even go for it. Like, yeah. like for me, like for me, whenever I played the role of the boss gonna make me have to fuck, I always get turned on by that shit. Way more than if I was the boss. You know what I'm saying? It just, you know what I'm saying? But I feel you on that though. Yeah. And also I discovered through time, before having my child, uh, I was girl next door. Mm -hmm. And after that, uh, something switched and people started to tell me, guys that knew me for years started to tell me you are turning into a femme fatale. And, um, um, and they were like, you know, being being a woman now, you're not a girl mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. You have another kind of power. Mm-hmm. And after the BDSM period, I discovered that actually I'm a switch. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting, and it's it's a self-discovering journey, and mm-hmm. I still think that I don't know myself truly. Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. think I I have things to discover about myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm gonna ask you a question because I always tell the ladies, and I want to. My shit is sometimes I'm gonna ask you the unsexy questions because that's what my podcast is about is to give the real. Mm-hmm. Especially to my listeners. All right. Now, you do not do boy-girl content. Am I correct? I don't. Okay, then. So, to you, one, if you ever did boy-girl content, would you think it would hurt your business and hurt your fans? Two, would you ever do boy-girl content? And three, if ladies don't want to do boy-girl content, what can they do to compensate for the lack of not doing that? Because sometimes there's a demand for that. Go well, uh, first, yeah, uh, it can hurt the business because, mm-hmm. you know, being in, in the industry for 11 years now and not offering that. Yeah. Offering it might be the end of uh, what, is, what else is to offer. On the other yeah. hand, it, it can open new doors. Mm-hmm. But to answer your second question, I don't want to do it. Um, and not because I don't like sex. Oh, my God, I fucking love sex. But um, <laughs> I think that exposing myself in so many ways, I have to mm-hmm. keep something for myself, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. I'm selfish about that. Uh, <laughs> And for the girls who don't do boy-girl content, um, there can be camera tricks like angles in which it looks like they are penetrated, but they are not. Mm-hmm. People can understand the convention, right? Mm-hmm. It's like in, in movies or in theater. There is an object that is there because of the convention. And mm-hmm. a letter can be a hundred things as long as you play it to be mm. believable that it is a hundred things. But see, I'm gonna uh, tell you the reason why I'm gonna tell you the reason why in your situation why you don't have to worry about boy girl. And I've been said this about any girl that wanna do fetish, what have you. The key to making people forget about boy girl is that the other shit you do is so good and so thought out, planned, and creates such a fantasy that they don't care. You feel what I'm coming from? So yeah. with you 
seemed like you put a lot of time and thought into the concepts of what you're doing the whole nine. Where do you get your inspiration and 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 how much you put into the actual itself? Exactly. And also you have to believe the fantasy. You have to make it yours. Mm-hmm. I, I have done videos who were custom and for the life of me, I couldn't understand what the fuck was six in it. Mm-hmm. But I did it with the best tools and skills that I had and uh, customers were, were very, very pleased. Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, you know, um, and it's funny because at some point a makeup artist told me about a model mm-hmm. that she never had an orgasm in in her life. And I was like, <laughs> how do you know it? And she was like, well, she doesn't know how to fake it. Mm-hmm. So I think plenty of the things that we do as cam girls relate to mm-hmm. how open and how willing to get in it we are and mm-hmm. for me the crazier <laughs> the role <laughs> play for instance yeah i'm damn in and also i've never had this thing in which i'm smart mm-hmm. but when i don't know something i admit it and I'm willing to learn, but you have to be willing to teach me, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the some of the people have the patience to do that, and some of the people don't. Um, but now, you know, through through experience, I have seen that even when you could feel that there is no connection. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when, when the dialogue is very, very harsh and mm-hmm. you don't know what the next question is because even if you ask an open question, the other person is not responding with an open answer it's, and it's cringy, mm-hmm. you still have to be there um, for them because people, people come here to feel good. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Basically, because see, I, I was yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna say this because it's like I tell people this I can tell how nasty of a person you is from your solo by this. If you make the solo so convincing that I get hard from you playing with a toy, you're you, you have a very nasty mind. I know you'd be a great fuck, but that ain't the point. It's <laughs> the dirty because I think a lot of people when they do their solo, they don't allow their mind to get real dirty. to Okay, of a solo is 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 pretending that you're fucking somebody, but at the same token, you're getting off, and you're really. And to me, you mastered that. And even with when I look at Sweetheart Mia, y'all two have mastered that look. You feel what I'm coming? Thank you. Like even to the sex spaces stuff like that. So when you do your solos, because I know it's hard as shit to do a solo, because I and male solo, so that's off for 10 minutes. You know how hard it is to stretch out 10 minute jerk off session? <sighs> Difficult. I don't know, but I know how hard it is to fuck your pussy an hour without having yeah. any feedback. <laughs> so, how, how do you stay motivated? Where did that mind go dirty? Why? 
Well, uh, a few. I'll tell you something. When I was eighteen, I watched um, a TV series called uh, "The Secret Diary of a Call Girl," uh, and it's about a, uh. a London um, elite escort, and she tells mm-hmm. you that she's not. You talking really... about Bill Piper, right? Yeah, 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 was... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite shows. I... I freaking love it. I mean, whenever I don't feel uh, sexy, I watch it and I'm like, diva again. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the thing <laughs> is that that was one of the moments that opened my my mind. And also my background, because it's very important. In my family, I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. And okay. mas- masturbation was forbidden. So, uh, when I left home, <laughs> oh my God, the first, the first thing that I did was to go in a sex shop. Um, but yeah, so, uh, through time I, uh, studied sexology and, uh, human behavior in, in the sex side. And also I came across an, an article about Marilyn Monroe, who explained that, uh, she was that sex bomb because she basically imagined how would it be to fuck every man she met mm-hmm. and that sexual energy came out well uh when i do my solos i do try to uh, stick to the script and um you know keep the words and stuff like that in the in the play but mm-hmm. whenever because even when i fuck in real life i don't talk mm-hmm. I'm too mm. busy being in there, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. so uh, sometimes I'm thinking at the last good fuck and get horny over it. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm watching some porn before get horny mm-hmm. and go on. <laughs> yeah. hey. Imagine that, and you go to town. I, I can believe that most definitely, <laughs> because sometimes, even when like I used to do scenes, my mind get real nasty. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what I want to do during the scene <clears throat> when I used to shoot, so I can imagine or what have you. I'm gonna ask you this: is because we about to get business now. We about to go boss, CEO shit. Oh. Now you are a different type boss. Okay, so my question yeah. for you is gonna be different. Tell me the different, the main biggest difference from being a cam girl to running a cam house that you have learned. Well, the main big difference is that there is a lot of drama. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bitches be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah um with a great sadness i'll tell you that most of the cam girls who end up in the industry choose this job as a last resort yeah so they have plenty of issues uh from Mm -hmm. family to money to trauma to anything and -hmm. you have to understand them all and be there for all and some of them become very possessive and jealous if you uh, give attention to another one 
And um, for instance, I went to the seaside with the girls and one of them was new and she didn't have photos on her profiles. And mm. I told the others that she will be the first one that will have the pictures edited. And because I'm not, um, I'm a, I'm a professional photographer and editor. So I do take my time with pictures. I don't rush through them. And another girl was like, you didn't edit neither a picture of mine. And I was like, I didn't finish the first one as I said. <laughs> or if they have an issue at home, they come to work and they're angry and you don't understand what they are doing and what's going mm -hmm. on and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you have to make them talk and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I know being that you not only got to worry about numbers, you got to worry about morale. Because she yeah. got employees, you know, period. So how do you handle morale? How do you pick up morale? How, what, what did you do to try to pick up spirits within it? In, in the house? Well, first of all, I'm a very, very calm person. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not the kind who screams. I'm mm -hmm. not the kind who throws tantrums you know and they cool off uh from my calm but also when i see them uh that they don't want to speak i don't push it i wait for a better moment and um also some days are hard some days are good i'm trying to make them understand that it's not about them maybe it's a it's a hard period and for now now this moment we never lived it before mm -hmm. we are post-pandemic people uh go to uh holidays after two almost two years of being in the house mm -hmm. and basically there is not much money in the market and mm -hmm. they are frustrated because uh, they, they feel like they are bad models and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, it's not you. It's just there isn't a lot of traffic. Mm -hmm. And it's a general thing. It's not only about you. And mm -hmm. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make them understand that if you have a bad day and if you put a little bit more effort into how you look, it will help mm -hmm. you feel better about mm -hmm. the day. And also, um, somehow, I became a little uh, spiritual lately, and, mm -hmm. but not in, in not in the sense that I go to church, but more in the sense that I just stay and meditate about things and um, think about things. And sometimes thinking about the day that has passed and, you know, reimagine it in in a way that would make you happy mm -hmm. boosts boosts morale mm -hmm. and also yeah. i told them to to go out and find the dick and fuck <laughs> that always helps <laughs> because well, i know i know myself if i don't have dick i am pissed off <laughs> <laughs> yeah Cause see, cause see, Mick, just like when men ain't getting it for a minute, they're irritable. Oh, I'm pretty sure when women ain't getting it. Oh yeah, it's ah, they just one just of the girls. One, one of the girls didn't have sex in two years. Now imagine her. Oh my gosh, she just she backed up. Yeah. <laughs> she 
she backed up. I was like, backed you're up, a virgin. Oh, God. We, 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 yeah, you, you can say born again virgin. That what you call it? <laughs> that thing probably tight as hell. Shoot. Oh well, she uses toys, so and, uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, true, true, true. But so, skin, skin is skin. Yeah. So it, like I said, with you running a house now, it's not just that you, on the number side of things, you really got to pay attention to the number in a different way than a girl that's just going for herself do. Because now you got to pay attention to their numbers as well as your own numbers and the whole. Spread and the whole total numbers of what's going on with with the house. You know, I mean, uh, there is a thing that um, I've heard it in in various situations and in m- many ways that mm-hmm. when you do something, if you do it for the money, you will be disappointed. But if you do it for the fun of it, money will follow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True that. So. Uh, this studio uh, is based on uh, do it for the fun and money will follow. Um, mm-hmm. For I'm not alone. I have an investor as well. And mm-hmm. um, the thing is that I'm trying to, to explain them that if they have fun in front of the camera, money will come. One of the girls yeah. uh, actually today asked me... Um, I'm desperate, I'm not making money, and I think desperation uh, comes across the screen. And I was like, yeah, it comes across the screen. And I told her that in multiple ways and uh, times, whenever I felt stressed about not having enough money, I don't know, to pay the rent, to pay the bills, not to mention to have a little fun, right? And Mm. I was like, whenever I was stressed out that I have two days in which I'd have to make a thousand. Mm. I would do nothing. Mm-hmm. And whenever I'd go online with like, fuck it, today I'm going to have fun and I'll come, I don't know, 10 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, that's when magic happens. And um, I'm trying to teach them this, but, you know, um, I think sometimes they think I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. But, but, is the, do you think it's the misconception that they come into it with? That uh, from looking at other girls in the business, because like over a lot of girls when with that has an OnlyFans, they were quick to post how much money they made from OnlyFans. So well, when girls see other girls make OnlyFans, so what? I I didn't make much money from OnlyFans. Yeah. So but no, I, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about but when. Girls or girls, you know what I'm saying, that come in the game and they see these other girls posting how much they're making, percentages and all that, it kind of makes a misconception that it's easy and they're supposed to make money like that. How much you got to fight against that misconception when you have a new girl come in? Do you know how uh, ads for studios sound like in Romania? Mm-mm. I'll tell you. Uh, you come to work with us and you can have guaranteed Three thousand dollars in a month, or ten thousands, or twenty thousands, but they don't say that you actually have to work like sixteen hours a day, seven days a week, and that mm. you might get might get that amount of money in like six months a year of this hustle. 
I am more like, okay, let's see the human side. Let's not burn out the people. Mm -hmm. Let's work as much as we can and as much as it is fun. Mm -hmm. Because if it's fun, then money will follow again, you know? The, the yeah. thing is that <clears throat> um, plenty of, uh, of the girls who end up doing CAM in, in Romania and perhaps mm-hmm. in Czech Republic or Russia or Ukraine too, they want shallow things like a brand bag, brand clothes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there are also the others who uh, really want to do something with their lives and buy a home mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So. It depends a lot on what you want. <laughs> I was laughing yeah. at some point. I was working as a photographer and a trainer in a studio. And one of the girls, she was 21. Dumb as fuck. But she was making a lot of money. And yeah. she bought a Mercedes something. And her friends were still going to, to town to drink a cola or a pepsi with the bus and i was like your friends they go with the bus you come with the mercedes it's obvious mm-hmm. you come from a poor family it's obvious but mm-hmm. <clears throat> most of them don't even think about investing in education and stuff like that and mm-hmm. <laughs> i i remember <laughs> i remember a summit and there was um um, class about how to be a top model and there was uh, a model from a studio a huge studio from Bucharest and she said um, besides doing camming I'm studying something to uh, prepare myself for a better life and I was mm-hmm. like you you are coming here to tell me how good it is to be a top model and then you tell me that you actually fucking hate it and you want a better life I mean, I understand that you want to educate yourself, but don't make it like this is bad. And yeah, also because... here in Rom- Go ahead, no, go ahead, finish. It's, it's also a, a huge stigma related to coming still mm-hmm. uh, because we are profoundly religious. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. So, please, can you say something sexy in Romanian for me? What would you want me to say? It don't matter. I just want to hear. I just want to hear the accent, the language. <laughs> I will Englishify it now because I've been speaking so much. <laughs> okay, then go ahead. Um. Okay. Buna, sunt Roxanne Miller și um, sunt model de 10 ani, 11 chiar, și îmi place foarte, foarte mult sexul. So I said uh, I'm Roxanne Miller, I'm a cam girl, and I really, really like sex. <laughs> see, see, they, she said something simple, but it sounds so simple. I ain't got to say no more. Good night. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> So, being at BBW, how good did it feel to see how popular you're all online? Well, it's actually funny because I, I told you that 
in our country there is this uh, thing about being skinny and everybody is on diet every time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, somehow uh, when when I was studying acting the actress that uh, prepared me for um, university told me that I have to be either chubby or skinny because there are no many roles in between mm-hmm. and when uh, when i moved to bucharest i was mm-hmm. with 60 pounds slimmer in an hour and i was like a double d cup oh. but and then i started to uh, gain weight because of the crazy life that i was living here you know Mm-hmm. Beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You was having a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. And uh, then I didn't finish university uh, for acting. And one of the mm-hmm. colleagues who finished it um, had an amateur school. And I was like, dude, I'll come too because I need the stage, but I don't want to go professional anymore. I just want to do it for the fun of it. And at mm-hmm. some point he said, uh, you know, I have a friend who has a pub uh, in the old town and he wants characters. And mm-hmm. I was like, if they want a chubby man in Monroe, I'm in. <laughs> 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 so oh, I, I got to the pub and the girl who was taking care of the artistic part, uh, also the pub was very, very uh, Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. So it was burlesque and all the jazz and stuff like that. So I loved it. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, do you want to dance? And I was like, dude, I n- never danced, neither in the shower. I mean, <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah, but you don't really have to really, really dance. You can just move around, you know? And yeah, I was like, much, okay. Cause... Cause you got that booty and, and, and them thighs and them titties, they gonna see that gyrate, they gonna be throwing money. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's it was a regular pub. It was I was mm-hmm. dressed in corsets and very very burlesque, like you know, eighteen hundreds kind of uh, sexy, mm-hmm. and um. It was funny to see people react to me dancing because in a year I I was very good at it. I was throwing mm. legs up in the air and stuff like that oh, and doing oh. yeah. <laughs> and and um another thing that was funny was that after seeing their reactions and stuff like that, I got pregnant, I didn't work anymore in the pub. Mm. And after I got out of the um, postpartum depression, um, I started to look around. So I made a dating profile. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I wasn't really sure that um, I'll fuck hotties, and I did. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so it was like, you know, because when when you see the people online you don't really i mean you know that you get them hot and horny for you but you don't know exactly why and stuff like that so with real life sometimes you can get the explanations 
And for me, being a BBW mm -hmm. is both uh, sexy and fun because I have the curves and I can play with them. And But sometimes it's frustrating when, for instance, I have to find winter jackets. <laughs> 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 because, because they don't fit on the boobs. <laughs> oh no! How big is your boobs? How big is your boobs? Fifty-four M. No, thirty-four. Thirty-four. Thirty-four M. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, they they're a nice big size. But see, like I said, but you got ass and tits. So which makes you more money, the ass or the tits? Well, the the ass is invisible compared to the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure all your videos they 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 don't even care if you even turn around. They just want to see their faces, them tits. But to be honest, the one yeah. who makes me more money it's my brain. Mm. Oh, I believe that. I believe that I mean, because see, that's why I do this podcast because I think a lot of y'all ladies don't get credit for being good business women um which bring me to my last point being a female business owner in romania because well, i know that's probably i don't know if they're a rarity or there's a lot of you but it, it, you don't see a lot of women own something in porn or in sex work or in adult work. You feel what I'm saying? You don't see that too often. So speak yeah. to being a woman owner and the fact well, that you're in Romania. Well, um, it's obviously a men's world, but me not being a very feminist, um, I don't have to fight it. For mm -hmm. me, it's just, of course, there were points and moments when I was giving an idea that would have had a lot of success and stuff like that and they were like nah. and then they would use my idea and pretend yeah. that it came from them and stuff like that but i learned my lesson i mean after that i kept the ideas for me and moved on mm -hmm. um and also there is this thing in which and this is funny i asked my business partner to bring me a dvi cable and he brought me an hdmi cable and i was like dude i said dvi <laughs> and and he was like well i thought you don't know what you talk about and i was like dude i know what i'm talking about <laughs> 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 yeah uh, there is a tendency and also um we come from the latins and in the latin um mentality uh, there is this machismo you know, mm -hmm. but since I was a tomboy and mm -hmm. throughout my twenties, uh, when whenever it was uh, going out with the boys, I was out with the boys. <laughs> yeah. So I can be one of them, and this is this is the fun part because most of my um, friends, close friends, I mean, yeah, all my close friends know that I'm doing camming and porn and stuff like that. And most of them didn't even think that I'd do it up until they figured out because I can have a real human connection with them without flirting with them, without, you know, being obvious about sexuality and stuff like that. I mean, mm -hmm. I can still be 
uh, gracefully in that sense. Um, I have seen women who can't, but that's another story. And um, related to business, I know a few studios who are run by women. They are strong women. Um, I think we should um, be proud of ourselves because, uh, you know, going from not knowing anything when you get hired in a studio, you don't know anything about how the sites run, um, what kind of pictures they need and so on to basically learn everything. And I... I basically used, for instance, the almost two years in which I was a trainer in the studio to mm. see the business pattern, to see how uh, websites with which I didn't work, work and stuff like that. And it's funny because I told them, people, I'm freaking smart. And I also do lots of connections because with the acting and uh, with photojournalism, because that was my... Um, school when I studied photography, I was forced to see things that were happening in a few seconds. Mm -hmm. And I had to snap them. For instance, when you go to a wedding, you have to catch moments and you have to pay a lot of attention. So I did pay a lot of attention. They belittled me and they didn't think I can do it. And I did. <laughs> see, there you go. Tell everybody where they can find you, beautiful. Well, I am online on uh, Streamate, Live Jasmine, and Sky Private. Mm -hmm. There you can find me. Um, I go by Roxem on Streamate, uh, Rox Miller's on uh, Jasmine, and Roxem Miller in Sky Private. You can find my videos on many vids, Roxem Miller, and also on OnlyFans. And I have a clips for sale too, there you but go. I, I don't recall it. Most oh, definitely. and on and Twitter and Instagram. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. All them links will be in the description, people. I definitely want to bring you back as a smoke buddy. I would love to do more episodes with you so we could really chop it up and talk if you're down Sounds for coming right. back to the lounge. Most I definitely. Am, I am. And I've Look been out. smoking throughout the <laughs> podcast, so. <laughs> oh, so have I. Why I smoke this over? See? So, with that. <laughs> Life is a learning experience. What's the point of experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, baby girl. Thank you, too. Thank you for inviting me. And kisses to everybody and good vibes and stay safe and healthy. No doubt. <laughs>